Righty-o, we're live. G'day, g'day. How you going, buddy? Good, dude. Good. It's been a while since we've done one of these. I know, mate. Both busy, eh? It seems like everyone <laughs> seems to be busy. Sick. I was listening to NPR today. and um, Yeah. He's, Eric's been a bit sick and people have been busy and stuff, so. Were you listening to the Carpus and Coffee? I listened to that one and um, NPR, but it was the older NPR from, I think it was last week, so. Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever it was. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he doesn't have long now until he comes out to Australia. Yeah, it'd be a couple of weeks now, wouldn't it, I think? Yeah, about that. Yeah. That'd be exciting. Shame I so busy. It'd be good to go up there and catch up with him. But, um, yeah. Just too busy. Yeah. Oh, speaking about herping, I potentially may have convinced my wife to let me out for a couple of nights to go up to Narrabri in November. Ooh, nice. So, that'd be cool. I got, got an invite from Kai to potentially jump in the back of his car or Ray car and, and go and do that. So I put me down as a hard possible. Possible, possible. Yeah. That's good. <clears throat> yeah. It's pretty nice out there. Yeah, I haven't been there, so I'd, I'd like to check it out. Yeah, my um, missus goes out there quite a bit, I believe. Or her dad does, sorry. Probably. Yeah, I've heard the herpin's pretty good out there. Like, the amount of people I've heard go out there and get heaps of stuff, so. Yeah. G'day, everyone in the chat. Thanks for joining in. G'day, g'day. I so, yeah, no, man. a live stream, get some people in, get a bit of a chat going, so. Rather than just listening to us while flying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We've just been so busy with kids and work and. My kid's been really good tonight. I was kind of scared for this leading up to it. I'm like, oh, I don't know how he's going to go. And then all of a sudden he's just like out by like a light, didn't even cry, straight to sleep. I was like, sweet. That's a, that's a win. Probably jinked yourself there, mate. That's all right. Wife is there. I'll get out of it for now. <laughs> Sneak in a beer. <laughs> I'm hoping the bloody the storms hold off so my internet connection stays stable. Yeah, me too. It's going nuts outside. We actually had um, uh, our towers being worked on. I didn't have internet yesterday at all. So, yeah. And ended up kind of working out to our advantage that we did it tonight rather than last night. Yeah. I was. I didn't get home till late last night. I'd had a massive day. I've had a big shutdown yesterday. So, I had to drop a couple of power poles, had a couple of power poles in, drop all the mains, run new mains. It was, yeah, massive. Oh, yeah. So, like, you messaged me. I'm like, I'm still at work. <laughs> It's like, come on, it's like 6.30. What's he still going to work? <laughs> but, um, all good for tonight. Like a nice cold beverage tonight. And so. That's good, man. This is this is like I've, I've been not having too many beers of recently because my wife bought me a six-pack for Father's Day and I've got two of them still left here. Man, I can't say that I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be doing? walking for a living, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to maybe drop a kilo or two, just get a little bit fitter. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. how's the animals going, mate? Good, man. Good. Waking Both up now or woke up? Yeah, pretty much. Everything's just starting to get yeah. super, super hungry now. I'm starting to feed snakes and stuff again, you know, when I say that, pumping them a bit more. Yeah. Um, not feeding my children's pythons just yet because I'm still waiting on that clutch from her, so. Yeah, that should, nice, happen. That's right. that should happen soon. Where'd you go? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Just can't see no. your mug. Don't know what happened. 
bloody knocked your webcam out. Yeah, but no, my feet are on my seat. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just decided to play up, I think. But oh, um, yeah. I'll see if I can uh, fix it quickly. No worries. Technology, eh? Ah, uh, technology storms. It's all happening. Hey, Luke, how you doing? Thanks for joining in the chat. Yeah. No, but things have been doing pretty good here. Um, I actually got a clutch from my boys this week, which is exciting. Yeah, um, right. Un- unfortunately, all infertiles, though, so that's all right. First one of the season. I'm hoping she doesn't go completely, you know, essentially a miss like last year. What was yeah. it? You knocked out your webcam, didn't you? I don't know what happened. I didn't even touch it, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, right. Eh? Anyway. Not just plugging something back in underneath there? No, I just wiggled some cables and then <laughs> pressed the button. It was good to go. Before we jumped on here, Jason's like, I can't hear you. And I'm like, what the hell you can't hear me for? And I realized I didn't have the mic plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get the dust off us a bit. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah, the enclosures, as you can see behind me, these are going. I've got some foam in some of them, but uh, this is about as far as I've got. <laughs> I've been so busy. But... um. I yeah, call probably the first time. I'm calling so, bull because you got the you got them still covered up on the glut on the. Nah, I keep them covered up till I've till they're finished. I like to yeah, keep them till they're till they're finished. That way, I don't scratch the perspex. Not that like there's too much scratching going on, but putting branches and stuff in. That's uh, fair enough. I was cutting foam today. The kids we were picked up the kids early, and they were sitting down for a bit. And I thought oh, I'll just try a bit of foam in there, a bit more foam, and yeah, got fixed up my plants. Yeah, that's right. all sorted. So, yeah, you've been attracting natives like mad, haven't you? Yeah, trying to gonna start trying to propagate them and grow them and stuff like that. Kim's keen on looking after them, so got a little setup on the back deck, a little greenhouse and stuff. So, I've got that other one there if you want it, mate. I don't think. Yeah, I'm it's the exact same as the one I've got. That's, that's they're awesome. pretty cool little, pretty cool little greenhouses. So, I've got some more plants coming next next week. So yeah, really? a couple of that epiphytes and stuff like that. So it'd be cool to see yeah. them going. But, um, yeah, if anyone's keen on PVC enclosures, check out uh, Habitats at Home on Instagram. Shoot him a message if you want some. So He's gone live with it, has he? He has, yeah, well, apparently. Oh, so. But, um, yeah, he had one at the uh, book launch, the Rickshine book launch. So he chucked oh, it up for, cool. for auction. Yeah, nice. At the end, and um, yeah, pretty much identical to these ones that you done for for me. Yeah, so, <clears throat> awesome. Just getting to get them finished though. Just need time. Mm. Yeah, they look like nice sturdy PVC enclosures. They're not kind of super flimsy or anything, are they? Yeah, no, nah, they're nice. I like the way the the big vent on the top and the big door. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for big doors. Yeah, glass. I know, there's yep. something about just being able to see in the whole enclosure. That's why I've always liked the exoterras. Yeah. Just having that nice big glass front. Yeah. Oh, I agree. That's what I enjoy about these big vivariums and stuff behind me is just being able to go, there you are. I can see yeah. in here. You know, it just kind of feels like you could almost half walk into them sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, especially the ones yeah. behind you. Oh, it'll look good behind me soon, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um. I'm almost done in here, I reckon. Almost done. I've just finished nice. off all those rocks for the Kimberley, Kimberley Rock Monitor build. So that's 
that's looking really good. I haven't seen it come out and use them yet because I only really finished that off yesterday. So, yeah. But I'm excited to have that done. I think that's the last rocks that I'm going to paint for a little while. At least. You sent me that. It looked pretty good, eh? That picture you sent me. Yeah. Yeah. I chucked it up there on our, on our post today to get some people interested. But, um, yeah, I'm keen to see if she uses like that vertical crack space. That's that's yeah. like one thing that kind of Luke challenged me with. He's like, oh, why don't you give her a vertical crack space and see, see if she uses it? And I was like, huh, yeah, okay, all right, well, I've done it now. Yeah. Let's see, let's see what happens. <laughs> see how Luke's living the dream up there, isn't he, at the moment, some of his pictures, gee. <clears throat> yeah, he's doing doing all right for himself. He's um having a bit of fun cruising yeah. around. Yeah. He's me pulling cables and he's sending me all these landscape shots and yeah, absolutely beautiful landscape up there. I, I'd, I'd yeah. love to get up there. Love to take the kids up there too. Yeah, it is next level. Uh, all of top end Australia, I reckon, it's just next level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, just Australia is in general, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, there's something about that just pulls me to that top, though. I don't know. I think it's just everything. It's just the heat, the animals, the humidity, the the landscape. Like, yeah, no leeches. That's probably a couple of leeches. No. Well, man, we went to some pretty swampy areas and we were like physically <laughs> bathing in some like creek beds and stuff like that that were questionable. And um, yeah, we didn't get any leeches. I'm sure there is. That'd have to be. Yeah. It's water bodies. That'd have to be. Yeah. But, but yeah. not as bad as the forest when you go traveling through the forest and you get like, you can see them, you pull your sock off, they're all attached to your sock and you just end up ripping them out of your, your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Travelling Bushman says, wait till you start playing with big crocs. Well, didn't have that opportunity, but apparently one of the areas that we went swimming, there was a big one pulled out a few weeks later. So we managed to miss that one. Yeah, well, live and you learn. That's it. Yeah, you hear that a lot about up there, don't you? <clears throat> yeah. Some of those watering holes, they're not supposed to have crocs in them, have crocs in them. Yep. And just the areas that they hide too. Exactly. Yeah. Like they hide in nothing. That's the crazy part. Oh, no, well. How's everything at your end, dude? How's your animals doing? They all starting to wake up? Yeah, wake up. Some of the girls are looking a little bit gravid at the moment, so fingers mm. crossed that a couple of more weeks and I might have some um, some eggs. So I'm just yeah. going to get some temporary nest boxes in these enclosures before I get these ones sorted. So um, let's hopefully get some eggs out pretty soon. Are you talking the chameleon geckos or also your leafies? Both. So, but um, that prickly forest skink girl from you, mm. she's she's so like I reckon she'd be due to drop some babies any day now. I reckon she's reckon? like she's thick. Oh, so that means the other little one was potentially a male. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wicked. Unless, yeah, unless, well, how long were they? That have to have been because you lost. One they got off me pretty quick, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much pulled up stumps at home and dropped it. Yeah. yeah. And then see Just you later. Yeah. And yeah. then that one, I got the the other one that I gave you, that was from Mitch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I think it might be a male. So, but awesome. either she either she eats all the crickets mm. and doesn't give him any <laughs> or she's gravid. I'm going with gravid. <clears throat> Oh, that'll be pretty cool though if you can get yeah. a few more of them out. Because yeah. your 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 plans is to do like a decent sized tank for them, aren't you? Yeah, one day, yeah. 
definitely. Yeah. Like a nice, nice long, not so high, obviously, but yeah, nice long one somewhere. But um, I'd love to yeah. go have with something, but they're, they're too quick. <laughs> you need kind of like a. I reckon if you had something like this behind me, but with a like where the bottom of the enclosure is, like a lip of perspex, see through, mm. so you can open the door. Or, or it, like the door meets it or something, so they basically can't get over it. Yeah, because they just yeah, shoot quick. out, and they, they hide like you can't see them. So when you disturb them, they just shoot like a rocket. Yeah. So yeah, they're very cryptic. Yeah, yeah, I I do love them though. They're pretty cool. <laughs> so is that your brother giving you a bit of stick, mate? Oh, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. He gets married. I think it's next weekend. I think, or something. Congratulations! So, yeah, got a wedding to go to. We've got a busy month this month, eh? It's insane. Do you? Yeah, got like a wedding, daughter's birthday. What else? There's something else. We're going going away at the end of the end of the month for a couple of days with the kids and the missus up to Diamond Head. Oh, cool! So going camping for a couple of nights. Um, Might sneak out for a bushwalk that night. Kids are in bed. See what I can definitely find. have to. See yeah, if you definitely. can. <clears throat> yeah. So, but um, yeah. Um, can can you get out this season though? A little bit more. Definitely, man. I'm um, I'm gonna hopefully be doing a fair bit of it myself, even just locally around here. You know. Yeah. Shoot us. Shoot us a message. I'll be keen. I drove past um, is it Westhead? You go to somewhere? Mm. Yeah. I drove past there today. What are you doing down there? That's well and truly out of your way. Oh, mate, I've been working in bloody Avalon. Yeah, right. Yeah, driving Avalon every day from here. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Because as the crow flies, it's so close. But you've got to drive all the way around the Hawkesbury River to get there. Are you um, you back there on Friday? I think so. I think so. I mean, if you happen to have time on the way through or whatever like that, stop past because i got Friday yeah. off. I oh, do, you? yeah, sweet, yeah. I mean, yeah. either I'm there or I'm in Sydney, so yeah, I'll stop in. Pretty with me, me to have a catch-up for a bit and oh, yeah. swap a few bits and pieces and stuff like that. So. Exactly. I haven't even met <laughs> your son yet. <laughs> How old's he now? <laughs> I, was, I was chatting to, chatting to Danny about that the other day. I was like, I can't remember if Jason's met him. And she's like, no, nah, Luke's the only one that's actually um, that's actually met him. Yeah. No, and I even that was like a month ago. Yeah, he's, he's just over two months now. Two, That's crazy. Almost 11 weeks old. Yeah. But yeah. Man, that time flew, hey. Oh, that just. Yeah, it does. And it doesn't slow down when you have kids. No. The, the crazy thing is, is we got our like um, newborn photos back. Danny wanted to get some of those done. Yeah. And he looks completely different. Oh, man, it's crazy how quick they grow, eh? Hey? Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, thanks for the congrats. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy, but yeah, it's um, <laughs> I definitely feel your pain now. Hey, like when you're talking about trying to get your enclosures done and stuff like that, like yeah. he goes to sleep and I'm just like, like a madhouse. I'm just like trying to do something, nail something, clean something, feed something. It's just yeah. like he might need to be down for an hour. Goes. I just need to smash it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And then you have two, and it's like there's just no time. <laughs> no. Well, how old's Heidi now? She's two at the end of the month. That's mental. So that's gone quick. Like it's insane. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. Hey, did you see um, Daniel Boswell's post that the GTP put up the other day? I think Starting I did. Starting a colour change. It's got like, it was a red Neo. It's his latest post. Yeah. A red Neo. And it's just got yellow and green everywhere. It's absolutely stunning. He's got some awesome green tree pythons, eh? It's not Python Boz because that's Daz. It's Chondro Boz. Chondro Boz. We get confused between the two, you obviously. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to double check this. I'll, I'll um, sit there and How do I screen share again? Oh, I can't remember. It's been that long. Oh, that's crazy. The, the most recent one you're talking? Yeah, his most recent one, yeah. Mm. Mine still haven't started at all. Hey, I'm starting to try to pump them with a bit more food. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm trying to see when they're going to start changing. Yeah. Oh, speak of Python Boz and he appears. Hello, Darren. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> How many enclosures does your Miss King system run? I've got one Miss King in this room running one, two, three, four. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 enclosures in this room, Jeremy. And you've got one nozzle in most of them, don't you? Uh, yeah, just one. Just one in each <clears> of them because <throat> they're all, all arid stuff that I'm not spraying all that much. Yeah. It makes a bit of a difference when you um have multiple. Yeah, well, you're talking pressure, right? Yeah, exactly, so yeah. Yeah, more nozzles, less pressure. Depends on the size of your enclosure to what you need, though, as well. Yeah, like, exactly. if you're just doing most little exoterras, you can probably get away with one. Yeah. yeah. I can't work out how to share a screen now. They've changed it. Have they? I think, yeah. There's no... Oh, bugger. I was going to um, share the screen so we could... It's a stunning-looking snake, that's for sure. And, and It um, is, hey. Darren's definitely right. He's absolutely killing it, and he's... Yeah, he's producing some goods. I love his yeah. setup too. You know, yeah. like it's that it's, nice clean um, wall he's got. Yeah, like you know, not necessarily one hundred percent my cup of tea, but it's a very good example of what can be done if you do like that kind of a bit more of a. Um, I don't want to call it sterile. It's not sterile, but it's like easily cleanable, manageable all the rest of it, but he's still got some backgrounds in there just to kind of give it a bit of a pop. He's got some yeah. really cool kind of perches that look like they're removable as well that are still kind of like that straight horizontal perch that's, correct me if I'm wrong, Darren, but it looks like it's kind of like a PVC perch, but it's kind of done in a nice brown colour and kind of different shapes as well. It's not just like a straight piece of PVC pipe. Yeah, it is really well done. Yeah, I think, it, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's Easy awesome. maintenance is the key. Yeah. Yeah, absolute cracker. Oh, I can't work yeah. out to share this thing. I've been trying to work it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at multitasking. <laughs> yeah, no, he's been he's, he's yeah, if if anyone's listening out there, go and check out Condro Boss on Instagram. He's got some awesome, awesome um yeah, stuff up there. Yeah. It's uh all chondros, all different colours and all sorts of patterns and stuff, crazy stuff. Like, yeah, for an Australian chondro keeper, it's unreal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Especially it, is, stream, it is streamed on YouTube as well. 
that's probably why you're not seeing all the comments, Jeremy. Yeah. Um, we can see them here on, on StreamYard, but from both angles. Tell you what, you get some wild comments from YouTube, don't you? <laughs> Welcome to that black hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's a crazy world, the old Condro world, that's for sure. But um, actually, Darren, uh, was it Darren? Somebody had an, what looked like an ov- ovulating uh, oh, belly pie the other day, if I'm not mistaken. Matt Somerville. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Had a, that'll be unreal. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I wish we could keep them in New South Wales. Yeah, they're definitely one of those things that um, I'd love to play around with one day. One day, one day. Yeah, but that's that's unreal. It'd be cool to see him nail that um, nail that pairing and see if he can get some Owen Pellies out in Queensland at least. Yeah, exactly. And his um, enclosure is awesome as well. Yeah, yeah. She's um, belly up, which mm. looks pretty good. If I could share screen, but I don't don't know if we can anymore. Surely there's got to be a way. We might have to play around with this afterwards if we. Uh, can't figure it out on this one. Yeah, yeah. No idea. So Darren said no Matt's uh, OP is ovulated. Mine has gone opaque now, but I didn't see an ovulation. Don't know what's happening. Well, fingers, oh, fingers crossed, crossed for you, Darren. Yeah. It's um, actually Darren's put up some posts. I think these were somewhat recently of his um, white lip. Python. White lip. I oh, know. Yeah. I'd love they to see one of those in flesh. <clears throat> yeah, like, to see but, one. like there's two kind of types of white lip python, aren't there? Are they like black phase and what and gold phase or something like that? I don't know. What what would you what would you actually call these, Darren, or will you just refer to them as a white lip python? Because they're they're quite golden color from what I can see anyway. Like the kind of lateral sides to them. Yeah, but yeah, is um stunning looking snakes. Absolutely. Yeah. Mitch. Uh, Evening, guys. What's everyone's thoughts on the Owen Pelly market? Like, surely after a few breeding events that the market will be at capacity. There are only so many homes for massive snakes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Kind of like the scrub pythons. Yeah, that's right. But I think, yeah, I haven't heard, I know there's quite a few people I'm obsessed with them, but, um, I think it might hit a plateau. I don't even know how much they go for now. Like, I don't really keep track of the market per se, but um, that is true. It's the same as Scrubbies. Like, they've got their own niche little market. But in saying that, no one that I know of, and, like, you can't keep in New South Wales. So, Mm. you know, if they opened up that part of the market as well, I'm sure that, you know, the Ompelli market might last for that just that little bit longer. We'll look at green tree. I suppose green tree pythons are smaller though. They'd be an R2. That's the thing. But they're a little bit more of a manageable size than an Alan Pelly, that's for sure. But I think that's the thing is when it goes to any of those larger animals, when you're talking, you know, lizards or whatever. You're talking about parentes. Parentes is the same right. sort of thing. Um, yeah. You know, even to like your Spencers and stuff like that. Like, yeah, not everyone can house a Parenti or a Spencers monitor, or, or not do it correctly at least, or, or somewhat correctly. Um, like, I mean, I wanted a scrubby for ages until I saw those ones at the 
the zoo in Darling Harbour. And I went, yeah, no, nah, I don't have space for that. <laughs> like, that's just huge. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Darren's right with the comment that he's just popped through. I think it's one of those things that there's been so much want for these snakes for such a long period of time. Yeah. That the guys that are serious about at least just owning them, whether they breed them and want to do that, yeah. that's up to them. But Even if they just own one, like, you know, I think that yeah. might be a, a bit more of a, not so many people will try to breed them. They'll just be happy to keep them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'd love to see when the flash I'm spewing. I missed out on going down to the um, VHS thing. would have been good to see something down there. But, um, yeah, I've never seen one in the flesh. I won't rub salt in that wound. <laughs> That's all right. I'm just going to go back up here a bit quickly. Um, Benjamin asked how my roughies are going. My roughies are doing really well. Nothing crazy. I've just been slow growing those guys for a long time now. I do actually have some plans for my roughies, though, which I will touch on now while I'm thinking of it. Yeah. Um, essentially, I'm kind of coming up with an idea. You know that cage that they're in currently? Yeah. It's like four foot high, three foot wide, two foot deep. So basically, as they're growing, they're going to need more room. And I've got a spare four foot by four foot by two foot cage that I'm yet to do anything put with. together and and you know do whatever to but what i'm kind of thinking especially this got me thinking from um all the npr talk with uh owen and a few of the other guys talking about how they have like those kind of like cut through holes where they kind of have two cages side by side and then you yeah. know like a tube or whatever that they can cruise in between i'm thinking i might do something like that for the roughies and give them essentially what would that be it would be as when you put two two cages together it'd be Eight seven foot, foot seven foot four foot, two foot. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Because they're two different size cages. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, I, so I might two of the same size together. No, well, <laughs> I've, got that, I've got that cage there and I'm just like, oh, I may as well use it. It's already got the ledges and stuff in it. You know, I could always build this new one, pop them across into that and then like redo the rocks or whatever or coat them in the tile pointing or whatever in this old one just to yeah. try to firm it up a bit longer. Yeah, so I might end up doing something like that, I reckon, and then just kind of have like a little little tunnel down low near the ground or something like that that they can just kind of cruise through that I can kind of semi-hide. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. It'd be interesting if they spend more time together rather than separate. Yeah, well, they'd have the option, you know I mean? right? Yeah, that's right. They yeah. can choose and have two different hotspots and whatnot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Mitch is, yeah, loves Darren's reply. It'd be good to see them in the hands of those that are serious about them like yourself. Yeah, that's true. That's the other thing as well, you know. They're not like a snake that you'd want to see passed around. Yeah. They're one of those animals that I think uh, – I think too, while while the price tag remains higher, that'll kind of be the case where people that are more serious about it, they're not just going to buy an animal on a whim. Yeah, you know, that's right. if it's like a $500 scrub python, it's a lot easier to just kind of go, oh, I'm at the expo or I'm doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that home. And I think that's where licensing categories also have their benefit as well. Yeah. Like not like your basic advanced. Being on advanced, you know, you've kept reptiles for a few years before you can get that license. So you're a little bit more into them per se than someone that's just got their license, goes on a giant snake and they go out and buy like a scrubby yeah. or an old pelly or something like that. But Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with it, that's for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Phil, Phil was uh, fish and reptiles has chimed in and said um, they have an issue with large animals in the States because of how cheap they are. Iguanas are a great example. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's like, <clears throat> imagine like a green reasons. iguana. That thing's a massive lizard. And then oh, yeah. dime a dozen. Exactly. Sulcata yeah, tortoises. Right. Yep. Retics. Like people go and buy like a retic from a pet shop, keep it in a fish tank, and then it gets too big. (laughs) What do I do with it? (laughs) So, well, you see some of the stuff at their expos or or shows or whatever they call them over there, and just like, man, you've got like crocs and all sorts of stuff. I'd love to go to one of their shows just to to experience it, but um, like it'd be eye-opening compared to our shows, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Ours are tiny in comparison. Yeah. Absolutely tiny. Yeah. I think it would be cool to go to a show. Like, it would be awesome to have a reptile show in Australia that's, like, really diverse. Because I I think what happens a lot in our hobby is because there's a lot of mainstays like your your beardies and most of your pythons and stuff like that, that that kind of becomes what everybody breeds. Yeah. Whereas it'd be awesome to kind of see more people with more variety. Um, Illawarra was pretty good for that, actually. There was quite a fair bit of stuff at that show where I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. I haven't seen that. You know, like random things like Gigi stinks and frogs and all sorts of geckos and crazy things. But, you know, some of them you go to. Yeah, it's just all swamp. But I think the other thing is too is that's a lot of the stuff that sells as well. Like a hundred percent, a lot of that. Yeah, a lot, and a lot of that obscure stuff. You might it it either goes straight away, or someone brings one of something, so it's kind of hidden somewhere. You know, like if something really obscure that people want, it just goes quick. So it's gone first thing in the morning. You don't get to see it unless you're there first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely one of the benefits to try to get there early, and that's why you see the crowds there early too, is because they're trying to find those things that are a bit bit obscure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Is there actually any when's the next expo? Have they advertised any yet or have to be early next year at this stage, I'd say. Yeah. Cause remember everything kind of got screwed up with COVID. That's right. Earlier in the year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been mental. But yeah, it's um I brought a heap of obscure stuff to an expo once and he sold nothing. Mitch said, well, that's no good. I was just reading that. Yeah. That's See, I've had that go it. both ways though. I've yeah. gone to expos where I've brought nothing but pythons and, you know, a couple of basic geckos or whatever and sold nothing. And then I've gone to expos where I've managed to pump out a whole bunch of weird stuff, including frogs and, and monitors and all sorts and sold out before 11 a.m. and gone home. Yeah. I suppose it just depends on the market of the people that are coming through the door. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And that's probably another price thing as well too. Like, you know, some of that obscure stuff gets pretty expensive. But Yeah. yeah. Darren asked you a question. He asked if the humidity's caused any issues with your arid stuff or does the heating take care of that? It stays pretty pretty dry in here, hey? Yeah. Um, to be honest, this whole house has just been struggling with humidity as is. Um, I haven't seen any ill effect though because like as much as these arid things uh, like dry climates, they also like humid microclimates. Yeah, exactly. So quite often, I haven't done it recently, but quite often during the warmer months of the year, and it is pretty warm in here now, um, 
I'll actually spray down the enclosures pretty regularly. So that, that's yeah. actually why I put the Mist King in there because the monitors get super stimulated with the with the Mist King coming on. So I'll um I might actually see if I can. My stuff's playing up at the moment. I might even see if I can log into my humidity sensor. It's sixty eight percent humidity in there now. Jeez. So that gives you an yeah. idea, and it's still twenty four degrees. Yeah, that's yeah. Have you you've got an air conditioner in your house, don't you? Because you can run that on a dehumidifying cycle as well. If it ever got too humid in there, yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about it. No, no. not at those levels. That's um. Remember the great Colubra table of the 2020 Penrith Expo, <laughs> most memorable table of the Expo ever. Everyone always yep. talks about that. Bill no, I didn't see it. Yep. That was, that I think was that awesome. was 2020. Yeah, I think that was, yeah, I was, I think I was out of everything then. I hadn't got back into it then. Yeah, that was really good. I remember I bought a um, brown tree snake from from Bill then. I think, I think Tyson got, or maybe he didn't. I can't remember if he did get anything, but yeah, that's, um, that was a good table. That was a really good table. It's like blue and gold tree snakes everywhere. Did he sell everything? He sold everything pretty quick, didn't he? Yeah. 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 It was like the most crowded table I've ever seen at an expo. Actually, I I take that back. It was very crowded, but Cindy and Marie's table at the Illawarra Expo with the line to get to the table, that was unreal. Was that That this year? That was this year. There was like a a 30-meter line to get to their table. They've got some awesome stuff, those two. Yeah, and they brought a bunch of uh, Rick's geckos down and stuff like that as well. But, yeah, yeah. Cindy and Marie alone, they have yeah. such a variety of animals. Yeah, amazing frogs yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy just kind of reciprocated what I just said as well, and he said he found the same thing, and that's why he asked about the Miss King system. All of my monitors go crazy once sprayed, and I found that they would drink a lot more from the uh, Miss King than a water ball. Yeah, I'd agree. 100%. I find that all my geckos prefer to drink from the Miss King than a water ball. I think that's just reptiles wide. Yeah, in general. The, I think the only reptiles I've ever owned and seen drink from a water bowl have been pythons. I've seen, yeah, I've seen on my geckos drink from water bowls before I had the Miss King. Yeah. Since having the Miss Kings, they only ever drink from the leaves or the glass or whatever the drops are on. They never go down and touch the water bowl. When I first set up the, um, the hatchy green tree python tanks next door, Yep. And I turned on that rain system that I, I made out of the dosing pump and stuff in there. I watched one of the leaves on the ground get filled with water and one of the green trees stuck its head into the leaf and drank out of the leaf. I was like, yeah. that's mad. <laughs> that was yeah. something I've never seen before, but that was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's pretty um it's pretty awesome to see that kind of stuff though. Have yeah. you got your monitors on like a separate outlet of the Miss King that you can control? Or have you just yes. got it all on yeah, you have, yeah. Just a ball valve or <clears throat> Oh, no, 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 sorry. Everything's on the same system. It's all on. So yeah. I don't have any – I think I've got a ball valve to that wall so yeah. I can just do just in this corner if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, and then I could have those switched off if I wanted to as well. Well, I, I have actually been meaning to um, grab a bunch of those little one-way valves or whatever to just kind of do them row by row. Yeah. Because uh, what I do find is the 30-centimeter high tanks down here, like – They'll get flooded compared to yeah. obviously a four, three, four, four foot, foot enclosure. Yeah, so I mean it's not too bad because what I've got in those anyway is is some geckos, just some beaded yeah. geckos, helmeted geckos, and I've got my she oak skink in there. So 
you know, if they get a little bit of a wet substrate, it's not the end of the world. That'll kind of dry up pretty quick anyway. Yeah. But. No, I found the same thing when I had connected the Boyds up with all the um, smaller exoterras. I'd have the same issue. I wanted to water the Boyds enclosure more than I did those exoterras and they started getting a little bit too wet. So I just I stuck a ball valve on it and I just turn it on and off whenever I wanted just so they keep them wet enough. And obviously, yeah. I could miss the Boyd's enclosure more. Well, that, that's it. I, I mean, I can just put stuff on for a light spray here, and then if I feel like I really want to bump something up, I just get a spray bottle out. Yeah, just do something like an individual hit. Yeah. Did you hook yours up onto the um, Grid Connect? Yeah. Yeah. So I bypassed because remember I bought that new Miss King timer. timer. Yeah, and it like crapped itself a year later. That's even. right. I did too. Yeah. Yeah, so I couldn't be bothered redoing that. So I just got like the whatever it is, the single outlet for the for the Grid Connect stuff. So I can just do that straight off my phone, just like what you've done. Yeah, yeah. And then it, yeah. if you were to put it on a timer, I haven't put it on a timer. I just do it manually, like whenever I want to do it. But yeah. if you put it on a timer, it has to be a minimum of a one minute. minute. Yeah. See, I find that was all right for most of my enclosures, a minute every couple of days. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Tropical species bad. is okay. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, but if you you've got arid stuff, so you know it's a bit different then. But um, yeah. <clears throat> well, that's Darren's just Mitch. said here. Oh, we'll get to that in two secs. Yeah. Um, Dad's just said he thought it was great in the video that I put together that um I showed that you need to cover eighty percent of the mesh to successfully keep GTPs in those glass enclosures. A lot of people don't know that, and it's so simple too. Like I just use black fl- core flute that I had lying around. Yeah, it but doesn't yeah, have to be glass or anything. Nah, those exoterras, they just leach out humidity out that top vent, which is good in most cases, but yeah. when you're talking GTP hatches and stuff like that, it can be a little bit too intense. So that's why I kind of sealed it up. Uh, what's Mitch said here? How underappreciated a diplodactylus and Lacasium geckos? Seriously, some of the best geckos, especially when you're given space to move and climb. 100%. I'd love to give my beaded geckos more space wherever they are here. Um, because they're just in like a little 30 by 30, which is not big enough in my world. But, um, yeah, those uh, helmeted geckos, I love them in that tank, man. Yeah. Every I personally night. never kept them, but I, I do like them. I, I, it's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. <laughs> have you ever kept any like little ground-dwelling geckos at all? No, never. No, never have. I've always pretty much majority kept like tropical species and obviously some ringtails, cave geckos and those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but never, you never kept them. Have you ever done knobtails or thickies? Yeah, I had knobbies and thickies years ago. I used to keep yeah. them in racks. So back when I first got into it, I had Amy Aspar. What else would I have? Pilbs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a bunch of smooth knobbies. But yeah, so I never kept what? the... The diplodactylus or anything like that. Where did all the Ockies go? I had Ockies, yeah. They disappeared, didn't they? Yeah, they they really probably did. got crossed with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mixed up like Morelia. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. what do they call it? They used to call it the Morelia milkshake. Yeah. I think somebody was trying to coin that term years ago. <laughs> but yeah. You don't really see too many smooth knobbies around anymore. Nah. Rough, like the pricklies were always kind of a bit more um, 
Asprey would be house deposit now. I know. <laughs> well, I had black, pretty much jet black ones with purple eyes too. Could have got me two houses. <laughs> Could have been rich. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you see a lot. Yeah, the, the rough knobbies have always kind of been a bit more like rare mm. compared to the smooth knobbies. But, um, you know, there is still some good people working with those. Yeah, it's, it's like a lot of those. Well, pretty much all the knob tails are. They kind of went through a massive boom, and then all of a sudden, kind of phased out a fair bit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of lost a little bit of interest in the in the smooth stuff ever since you you just all muddled up. Yeah, yeah. I still love banded Asper one day, but oh yeah, just a, I've always wanted them. But um, I still love habitats at home. I gave you a shout-out before, Tyson, so wait till <laughs> when they're all done, they'll look nice and good behind me, so <laughs> that's at home. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, yeah. I, I still love some wheeler I reckon they'd be good. They are pretty cool. Well, I've never kept they're, wheeler though, but they're cool. Oh, they're like a poor man's rough knob tail. Pretty much. They're like the, yeah, they're like a mixture of um, smooth knobbies, rough knobbies, and um, millies, I reckon. Yeah, well, they've almost got that kind of Millie's face. Yes, yeah. like it's not sort of got... like as stout as a, as the others, the smooths and the roughs. One wheeler over three k each. Far out. Jesus, I don't know. I wasn't around for that market. Nah, <laughs> no. nah. I still remember when green tree pythons were like ten k. Bloody hell, that's craziness. But it all goes around though, right? Like yeah, these exactly. stories about that with like Womans and stuff being those sorts of price tags and, you know, Green Tree oh, Pellies will be doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Green Trees are still pretty pricey though, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, especially when you're talking like some fancy stuff, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But, yeah, I think they've held their price a lot better than other stuff. But does that come down to like slight more difficulty getting young out? Possibly. Or is it just one of those things that because there's so much demand there, the price can stay a bit higher? I don't think the supply keeps up with the demand, though, as well. I don't think it does. No. But in the same token, I think I think that demand for green tree pythons is always going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're like a fluoro green, like they're stunning. Yeah, they're like a pinnacle of snakes, essentially, that yeah. people love when you and I both got trapped by that. Yeah. So Synctus is more common. Wheeler, I was just reading about the Wheeler. Mm. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. No, I do love Green Tree Pythons. Something about them. They're good fun. I, I'm, I'm really digging having those little baby greens in those big tanks outside now because I just sit on the couch and I can just like from across the room be watching them. My wife would be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just staring at the little green tree coming down to hunt or whatever like that. It's yeah. just mad. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's good fun giving them space. Tell you what's yeah. gone mental at my place now and, like, tries to eat my fingers any chance that I'm given. Your son. <laughs> <laughs> apart, apart from him. <laughs> yeah. My mag. My magnificent tree frog. Oh, yeah. How's it grown considerable? Oh, yeah. It'd be like probably like that. Yeah, right. Chunky. 
pretty decent. But like, I'll, <laughs> my wife took a photo of me the other day. I opened up the cage and it jumped onto my shoulder and I was feeding it cockroaches off my shoulder. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like sitting there, just munging them down. But I like walk past. If you like tap the glass near it, it'll just jump yeah. onto the glass and try <laughs> to eat your finger through the glass. It's yeah. mental. I need to um, get some woodies. I'm still stuck. Crickets are still like insane to get, eh? I got some yeah. the other day and I think like half of them died within the first night. Doesn't surprise me of late. They've been pretty average. Mm. Pretty dang average. Yeah. So, how yeah, am I getting some woodies? I've tried, got some silkworms. Boyd's absolutely smashed them. <laughs> so, yeah, they could have told you that. Yeah, I've got some um, mealworms as well. Just tried a couple of different things, just to um, try and beef everything up. Mm. Yeah, we could. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of those things, hey, that I. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying being somewhat self-sufficient with food at the moment. Yeah. yeah I need to get a little woody colony going for sure. So, Well, especially with what you keep, you could have one woody colony, probably sustain your whole collection Yeah, reasonably well because the biggest eaters that you're going to have as far as like bigger woodies would be your voids. Yeah. And yeah, maybe definitely. your white lips would make it big. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, you'll be talking smaller woodies. Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, I can't really tongue feed half the stuff here. Some of it just won't take anything off tongs. But, um, yeah, it's killing me too, Mitch. Don't worry. Almost <laughs> yeah. to the point, like, I'm like, yeah, you buy, like, a thousand crickets and almost half of them die. Oh. It's like, and you pay for mediums and they're all, like, they're tiny. They're yeah. larger than they're mediums. Yeah. They've been all out of whack recently. Yeah. Really bad. What do you do, though? That's just yeah, one exactly. of those things. I'm half considering even setting up. I'm thinking like putting like a mini shed outside and seeing if I can breed woodies and tubs out there. Yeah. Just to like really pump them and probably have like eight colonies going. Yeah. But I also kind of am considering other things getting into those colonies like ants or whatever, you know, trying That's to find food. Yeah. yeah. So... You got possums on your roof, mate. Nah, it's bloody gum tree above me, dropping gum nuts. <laughs> it's that time of year where all the gum nuts come. It's heaps windy outside, but it does sound like possums. <laughs> I thought they were in a party up on there. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, um, that's crazy. I didn't even, like, I have never actually fed a mealworm to a, um, to a gecko, and Mitch has just said he's got all of his stroughs eating mealworms to supplement their diet. That's mental. Yeah, I used to feed my straws mealworms every so every like now and then back when I had them. But yeah, I've just got yeah, I've got mealworms now over here just to try and feed some things mealworms. Like I've just been chucking bowls of mealworms in different <laughs> things just just to, yeah just to supplement the crickets. Yeah, that's mental. Yeah. So yeah, we can't even keep mealworms on the shelf at uh, at work. It's like just fly off. Everything's just flying off. Pisces has yeah. got everyone on rations. Yeah. So, yeah. It's one of those things that it's just, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. You, you have to start Josh Thompson and going out and catching huntsmen and pray mantis and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I got a cricket today and I just threw it in the voids. Like I've, I had a 
bag of sphagnum I thought I'd just put out and I, I left it out for a couple of days near the shed for some reason. I was like, oh, I've got some for the plants that I was fixing up into the greenhouse. And I, oh, there's a big cricket in there. I just chucked it straight into the voids. Just went to town. <laughs> Pretty sure the females grab it. But, That's uh, exciting. Yeah, she's thick, like real big. So I just gave the enclosure a nice big hose down the other day. Brought the hose in. It's a good thing because the hose is close. I could just drag the hose in and just like wash down all the enclosure, like wet down all the soil when I need to. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely need to get a woody colony going. Just stick it in the back shed, the other shed, not this one, <clears throat> the garden shed. They do smell a bit if you don't keep them clean. Yep. Yeah. It looks like Cricket King's getting some love in the chat. I've heard of Cricket King. I haven't ordered from them. Um, you've ordered from Cricket King a few times, haven't you, Jason? A couple of times, yeah. Quite a few yeah. times. I've been there, been my, my recent one I've been using a bit lately. Yeah. I still try and – the only good thing was about buyer supplies I could order it that day, like first thing in the morning and get it that day. But um, Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Cricket King's good, though. I've been getting quite a bit from them lately, so – yeah, we could. Yeah, Tyson's been plugging away on these uh, enclosures a fair bit. So Darren's kind of uh, asking where all the videos are at because Tyson's got a YouTube channel, Habitats at Home, as well, which has been putting some good content up there a little while ago now, but it sounds like he might have a few more videos to look forward to in the near future as well, which would be good. Yeah. If you want to check his enclosures, go to the Reptile Park. Komodos are in them, aren't they? Yeah. The hatching commodities are in them, yeah. And I think he's got a couple. I went there the other week, but I didn't get a chance to go through the whole park because my son was a bit sick. But um, I think he's got some for the frogs and stuff now as well. Down near the, oh, um, the little new frogging thing they've got there. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I've, uh... Sorry, yeah. Oh, I was just reading John's comment, Crazy Critters as well. Oh, Okay. I haven't heard of them. I haven't heard of them. After you and look up. What were you going to say? I uh, got. Well, you ordered mediums and got smalls, which is a pain. Oh, that sucks. At least you can grow smalls up to mediums. If they don't die off. <laughs> That's yeah. annoying thing. I've never really had bad cricket die off. Like, I don't it's know. It's only been. Wasn't it? It's only been. Like recently, I've only had it a couple of times before, and that was when we had the last cricket shortage as well, like yeah. years ago. But um, yeah, I wonder no, what's I causing that though. I don't know, especially when you're talking about so many different supplies, and if everyone's having the same sort of issues, what's happening there? Yeah, like are they all using the same food? Are they all just doing the same processes or something? But yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's annoying I can't share screens because bloody I was gonna share a picture of um Greeny Gone's Wild Greeny Gone Wild's post of his uh Philosopoda and his um yeah, Graceful Velvet geckos as well that they found. Absolutely stunning. Oh, I'd love to see them in the wild. Yeah. They're awesome ge- I love how we do her, hey. Yeah, same. I'd seriously think about keeping um, Phil Sapota again just because they're stunning. Well, here's a question for you. 
What what is it about Felicipator that you find more stunning than let's say like another type of velvet gecko? Is it something because they've got like a bit of a different body shape? Yeah, I think it's the body shape, the size, the like the heads are a little bit longer as well. Like they're a little bit like they're yeah. actually quite big uh. compared to um, some of the other ones as well. And I, I don't know. I think yeah, the color as well. Something about the color. Yeah, the way they start out banded is. I mean, they all change from hatchings, hatchlings to adults, but yeah, I don't know. There's just something about them that I like. Yeah. I do. I don't get me wrong. I do like all the other ones as well, other velvets as well. But there's something about the Philosopoda that I like just a little bit more for some reason. I saw Mitch I think, was selling some the other day. Mitch who? In the chat? Yeah. Oh, so I was like, restrain, <laughs> restrain, restrain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of glad that I'm in between jobs, essentially broke and have a child to look after because that yep. would be something I'd be jumping on in a heartbeat if I had the money to play around with yeah, and the space. Right. I was like, uh, no, don't, don't write. <laughs> <laughs> They're a great gecko. I actually saw my Fimbria for the first time the other night. Yeah. I actually got, I had a chance to kind of actually come in here and kind of poke around with the lights off and yeah, saw both of them out looking fat and happy. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're a stunning looking gecko as well. Mitch, supposedly there was Ogressless in. Every time I go to read a comment and it jumps, it just throws my eyes out. You know, pet shop in the antique for ages. Peter, they were limited in where they could be sold. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure if they could be sold other places, they would have got snapped up pretty quick, that's for sure. Mm. They're stunning too. They're one, like, if if we could keep them, they're probably one I'd consider keeping as well, I think. (laughs) Just uh, something about that, because they look like this, like, their head's a little bit more elongated than the others, I think. I don't know. There's something about them. If I could share the screen. real narrow too. Yeah. If I could share the screen. Their body almost reminds me of a cave gecko. I was going to say they kind of look like a cave gecko. Yeah, just a longer snout. I do love the cave geckos. I do miss them. They're just absolute bastards of things, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Darren, those are Tyson's enclosures behind Jason there. Yep. Highly I reckon you should heckle Jason to get him finished. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm just putting the wind up here. I'm trying to get everybody to put the wind up here now. <laughs> I've got everything ready to go. I just need to get my, um, my uh, what's it called, um, like false floor sorted because I'm trying to keep these as light as I can if that makes sense, because I want to use yeah. a little bit of um, concrete instead of tile pointing. So I want yeah. to try and keep everything else as light as I can. What issue did I have with caves? I don't have – they hated me. That was the issue I had with caves. <laughs> Other than that, I absolutely loved them. I had no issues with them. Though I did lose one to some dodgy crickets because I lost a couple of geckos to some dodgy crickets. But other than that, yeah, I do miss caves. I'd keep them, oh, I That's right. Yeah. That's right. Rob keeps them, doesn't he? Damn it. I think he does. Yeah. Damn it. Good geckos. Great geckos. Like, oh, absolutely beautiful. I do love cave geckos. I never really thought much about them, to be honest. Like, I mean, I liked the, the appearance and stuff of them, but until seeing that one mm-hmm. up at, um, in the top end with the guys, that was kind of like, you know, seeing it like this close and experiencing it, I was like, wow, that's an impressive gecko. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, 
they're actually they're really cool to keep. Um, that's exactly what I'm waiting for, Tyson. The drainage cell. Um, yeah. Instead of using clay-fired balls, I'm using drainage cell. So it's like a. Do you know what drainage cell is? It's like a. Sure. Yeah. Just it's heaps lighter. It's like a plastic yeah. PVC egg crate almost. Yeah. But I've just got to get that from. I've ordered it. I've just got to get it. And um. Yeah. Use that. Can you get that at most like um at Reese and landscape supplies and stuff? Yeah, I know the joint around behind my work sells it all the time. Yeah. So if you, oh, if you've ordered it, you've ordered it. But yeah, I might even see this back to it. Cheaper there. Well, this chat's gone off tonight. Oh. Yeah, we've got a lot of interaction. It's been good. <laughs> um, I'm going to go up. Okay. The Nurai, how the Aussie versions of Tokegekos, 100% they are. <laughs> oh, don't true. say that, Rob. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, Rob. Yeah. Well, more people, more people need to actually pull those into oh, the hobby, I reckon. So that's yeah. awesome that you're holding some back to kind of create a bit more of a, a colony there. Yeah, definitely. That's um again talking about the cave geckos for the podcast listeners. But Josh has um just asked, he's like, is there ever any dodgy woodies? I've always heard stories of dodgy crickets, but I've not heard anything about dodgy woodies. I'm sure there'd have to be at some point, you know, whether it's just being, you know, they're not being kept correctly maybe and that's why they've suffered. But I wonder if it's because woodies are easier to breed per se, and, yeah. um, you, you know, than crickets. So, and a lot of people kind of breed their own woodies. So I'd, I'd say that. Okay. So here's an example. If you get woodies in like a little bio supplies or Pisces tub, I find that they'll suffer if you don't take them out of that tub as soon as possible because they, I think they suffer quicker than crickets with humidity. I could be wrong or, or, you know, other people might argue a little bit more about that, but. I've never had that issue. I found like I've had crickets succumb to humidity. Like I remember one time I got a, you know, the containers, not the Pisces containers, the, if you get, what brand is it? Buy it? No. There's no label on it. The bigger containers where it's got like the lift up, one side lifts up, those ones. Yep. I got a, like a bunch of small crickets in there delivered. I chucked the box in the room and then I went off. I was going to put them in the container, forgot to put them in the container, come down the next day because there were so many crickets in it, the humidity went through the roof and they were mm. all dead. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, let's consider, let's compare a Pisces container with a Pisces container because they're both well ventilated. Yeah, that's true. You know, versus like some of the bio supplies and other guys that just have like those little pinholes in there that do half nothing. Yeah. Um, those ones I always find desiccate earlier than a Pisces one. Yeah. Generally, apart from this weird cricket shortage thing that's going on. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd usually find that at work with Pisces and Pisces, the woodies will go before the crickets will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. But, you know, like um, I used to kill my woodies all the time um, just by putting way too much carrot or whatever in there with them. Yeah. And I think that was just a humidity thing. So now even when I feed my woodies, you know, a couple of times a week, we're talking like a massive colony, I'll just give them like a little chunk of carrot that's like yay big. Yeah. And then it's enough that they can eat in an hour. And I do that a couple of times a week versus – you know, a big full carrot or something in those containers and it sits there for a week and goes goes sour. 
Yeah. That's it. That's it. I, I had more problems doing that than just doing like little more regular feedings of carrot or, or whatever the humid thing is you're giving, whatever vegetable or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Either way, bugs don't like humidity. So no, probably right. try to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, yep. lots of ventilation. Top ventilation works better than side ventilation. I work that out. <laughs> yeah. Once cooked three hundred dollars of woodies. Ooh. I think everyone's done that at some point. Yeah. 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 We've got so many comments. Senator yeah. Rimba has it too. Oh, sorry, yeah, it's just like a I'm getting sidetracked because there's so many. <laughs> I might have checked that one out, Tyson. I didn't have looked there. I went to Reese. They probably charged me an arm in a league. <laughs> yeah, a lot of plant places, I think, use a lot of that drainage as well. Yeah, it's awesome. They use it on, like, I was going to, like, not steal, take. They were throwing out, like, heaps of it at, um like, before I changed jobs. I was just throwing, throwing it out. out. Yeah, throwing, throwing it out. <laughs> throwing it into my ute. Um, like, heaps of it. Because they just cut it and then they just like there were scraps everywhere. Like they'd have bits that were like four hundred by five hundred that they wouldn't use because they like they didn't need it. Yeah, in the skip ins. I never got around to getting it out. You'd still have to like lay down some fly screen or something over the top of it. Hey, just to hold you. Yeah, that is. yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Same as you would your clay fired balls or whatever else you used. Yeah, or like egg crate or or light diffuser yeah. or whatever. Yeah, because Tyson showed me what he did with his. He pulls it like nice and tight, like down to the size and cable ties it all in. So it's like like an awesome piece of um, drainage layer. Yeah, wicked. But the good thing is these enclosures actually have a drainage hole at the back right at the bottom. Yeah. So you can hook up like your, um, I can't remember the size, three quarter. Tyson will probably throw it in the comments. Basically like your, um, your Miss King hose, but the next size up. You can take it into like a drain. You could just even if yeah. you don't have a drain, you could just run it into a tube with a ball valve on it. So you, no matter what, you can always just drain your enclosure whenever you want, rather than having to siphon it out through like a little hole. Mm. So I was pretty stoked on that. Three eighths tripping. There you go. <laughs> I knew I was close. I said three quarter. It's probably a completely different size, but I was half of the eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited to see you actually pull those enclosures together and, and see what yeah. you do with them. Well, I've got most of the plants and stuff now. I just need to um, pull the finger out. These are 900 hollow. So there's 600, 600, 900. One of the best features I find about those enclosures, and I'm, I get very picky on this sort of stuff, is that mesh on top is awesome. Yes, it's like it's real nice. It's actually it's nice solid. Mesh. Yeah, it's almost like security screen mesh. Like yeah. it's thick, it's durable, it's nice. I don't know if I'm giving away yeah. any secrets, but that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Nice, and it's black too. Whereas like, the only issue I found with Exoterras is if you had mist kinks and stuff, you'd, those tops would rust. So it'd be interesting to see how these these hold up. I think they'll hold up heaps better. I'm actually surprised that um, Exoterra haven't done anything to 
muck around with it. Like it's kind of like they've done a couple of generations of the tanks and they've done nothing to really improve on top of them. Like they came out with those like frog terrariums or whatever. Because they have those glass panels, don't they? Like you can, or plastic or something. Is that what's in those ones? I think they're glass, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of the dart frog guys were pulling out the um, the mesh and actually putting glass in. Yeah. And then they get their own mesh for like the little front section or whatever like that and just like silicon yeah. that into place and, and call it a day. Yeah, because they were obviously having issues with humidity escaping as well. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, yeah. I, I really like the style of stuff that Tyson's doing with those. And yes, like I- the fact that there's just going to be so many different sizes to kind of fit every niche. And for yeah. those of you that haven't met Tyson, the guy just doesn't stop thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine he sleeps much, to be honest. Yeah, no. I've been around his house a couple of times and we've like chatting enclosures. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got some pretty cool. It's funny because we both had, last time I went there, we both had the exact same idea for an enclosure. And then he's like, funny you say that and sent me a picture. I'm like, what are the odds of that? So <laughs> he's got some good stuff coming up, I reckon. So <clears throat> yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly true. So Mitch has just said, I agree, Luke. It's disappointing how little the big companies want to innovate um, unless it is capitalising on somebody else's design. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You probably find that a lot of those big companies now will kind of like not disappear but not be used as much for certain things, I reckon. Mm. So. Yeah, that's right. And then, yes, the, the enclosures still do cost a fortune. Yeah. Yeah, and the prices are going up. That's right. Like we, we just got more exoterra enclosures into work and, like, they've already jumped up ridiculous amounts of money again. And people wonder why they do hold their value as a second-hand terrarium. That's, um, there's a full market for it there. To a, uh, a message. What was that? I was just replying to a message. All right. Yeah, it's... um. Uh, really happy with Reptile One's Kongs making super large enclosures for retail in pet shops, like sizes suitable for blackheads, olives, etc. Yeah, that's it. Because so, so Kongs or Reptile One, they've um, they've come out with a whole new range of larger glass vivariums, uh, glass glass terrariums, and bigger vivariums and stuff as well. I'm, if I haven't seen them in the flesh, but I want to say they came out with a vivarium that's six foot by like a, a meter, like, by yeah, sixty four, centimeter four deep. Are they yeah. flat pack as well, those ones? or No, they were the older ones. Oh, they are flat pack. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. They are a bit of a rip in Australia. Yep. And some of, of their products don't work as crash hot as what you'd think they no. would either, like especially when you're talking like some of their UV and stuff like that. See, I love the enclosures just purely for like as a gecko keeper, especially for some of the smaller geckos because they were, they were pretty well not – airtight like escape proof but you had to kind of seal those back little holes up where the cords go through but for smaller stroughs than that they were, they were pretty good compared to some yeah. of the other ones um and i think i just fell into that i liked it kind of design so 
they look good when you have some, or anything looks good when you've got something that matches. It doesn't matter if it's exoterra. It doesn't matter if it's a reptile yeah. one tank. You know, I think that as soon as you start down a path and you find something that kind of like all matches, it like becomes like your go-to product. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I do find I did back then, but I think maybe some of the other ones have stepped up their game a little bit, but the quality-wise on those glass terrariums, Exoterra was ahead of a lot of the other ones. I never saw a ZoomEd one in the flesh just mm. because nowhere ever had them, but I had a couple of uh, like a generic brand that come out. They, they were pretty good, but they weren't up to par with the Exoterra. No. Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing is like flat-packed, flat Terrariums and vivariums are a great idea. Um, I've got flat pack vivariums and stuff here, but I still did things to them to make them kind of be more rigid. You know, I'd throw extra screws into them and stuff, you know, yeah. versus just where they come with those little lugs. Like those little lugs aren't going to stay tight forever. That's yeah, just that's the way right. they go. Um, but yeah, it's um, the flat pack terrariums, I think, is a different kettle of fish, especially if you've got them on a bit of a rocky floor and you keep walking past them and they're rattling and stuff like that. Yeah. It does tend to drive you a bit mental. But yeah. Um, get Your Pet Right actually came out with a, a range of terrariums that are very much like exoterras. But oh, they really? used, yeah, they use a, um, a really dense mesh on top, though, as well. So yeah. way more sturdy because uh, the guy that kind of designs it all absolutely hates the exoterra lids. So he kind of came out with that and there's a few tweaks there. So that's kind of cool to see somebody kind of coming out with something that's similar but trying to change the design a little bit as well to make it a bit more upmarket. Yeah, they got some good stuff to get your pet right stuff. Yeah, I just saw, um, where we go here, fillers, fish and reptiles put up get your pet right mercury vapor bulbs. are fantastic. I definitely agree with that. That's what I'm running above Loki and her tank. They've been going strong. I um yeah, I saw a dodgy solar glow from Exoterra not too long ago that um you know on your UV meter or whatever it goes from like I want to say it's like zero to twelve or whatever on that kind of like basic in- index. I don't know what it's bloody called. Yeah. It came up at forty three point six. Whoa. <laughs> so it's like you may as well have been sitting on the surface of the sun. Jeez. It's like that's cooking eyeballs. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I remember when I had my beardy, I had issues with the um, <clears throat> T5 UV. Yeah. Same thing, like all of a sudden, like I changed the globes, the beardy just kept its eyes closed. And I'm like, yeah, something's not right here, something's not right. And it was my, like, it was Kim's pet at the time. Like I bought it for her as a pet. And then um, I'm like, no, nah, it's got to be that light, it's got to be that light. We took it to the vet because it was like, just wouldn't open its eyes, it was lethargic and everything. Yeah. And then he, I said, oh, I'm, I've changed UV globes. I've had it in there for like a couple of weeks and it's only been happened since then. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure. So he goes, oh, we'll, you know, take it out and change it and see how it goes. I said, yeah, I took it out the other day. And he's like, oh, yeah, no worries. And then, yeah, after a few days, he started opening his eyes again and he was good to go. But, yeah, good being Like same size tube as I've yeah. used but just a different brand. This was like eight years ago, ten years ago or something. And then, yeah just done something to his eyes, just was too bright, too much UV. But it was the same size. Like I'd used different brand, never had an issue. Yeah. Went back to and he was good as gold again. Yeah. Must have just been different wavelengths or something coming out of it that were yeah. doing some things. 
Uh, get your pet right is very much more heavy on the east coast of Australia. I know it's definitely in Victoria. I can't say if it's in South Australia yet, um, but it's a. I'd say it's a pretty fast-growing brand. Yep. Um, but, yeah, based out of Sydney. So there's, there's a few shops around Sydney and stuff that carry it, so that's why I know about it pretty well because we're one of the main shops in Sydney that carry it. And, and yeah, I think down in Victoria he's got a few shops. I know he's got some in the central coast or north north of the central coast, I want to say. There's a couple of shops there and potentially a couple in Queensland. Yeah. Yeah, they make good products, that's for sure. I like them. I like those um, UVB fittings that they do as well. Yeah. You know what's different about their UV fittings? Like their T- you're talking about the T5 ones? T5s. They're all black. They're all black and they've got an yeah. earth. They do too. I never noticed that. No other T5 has an earth. No. And now that you say that, when you plug it in, there's the three prongs that come out of the light that you plug it into. I never yeah. noticed that. Yeah, as soon as you said that, it just clicked straight away. I was like, actually, and now I say, because I remember when I plugged it in, I'm like, oh, there's an earth there. And I didn't think anything of it. And it just, because usually they come with the <clears throat> active neutral on the, yeah. um, it's just like your standard, standard cord. But yeah, when you, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And didn't even think anything of it and just plugged it in. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things that you never really think of. I mean, I'm not too bright on electrical stuff, but at the same time, I'm going, earth's always a good thing, right? Like, yeah, well, in theory, everything's supposed to be double insulated that has no earth, but yeah, you know, half of that stuff's not made in Australia, or ninety percent of that stuff's not made in Australia. That's so, it. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, like you said, the quality. They you tested that UV and it was forty three, so the ankle joints. <laughs> yeah, I oh, know he means a- angle joints. Yeah, so as, as far as the. Um, <laughs> As far as the domes and stuff go, he does have an angle joint on there, so you don't have to have like that cord kind of come oh, up and over the top that's of it. Perfect. You know, you can kind of hide it quite easily. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, Tyson's just reciprocated what you said as well about the Earth. Yeah, exactly. It's good, it's good knowing Sparkies. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, like I said, if it's not, they say it's double insulated. Whether it is or isn't, those different things. Yeah. Yeah, I did the same for a fair period of time, Daz. Used the T5 fittings from various hydroponic shops and stuff like that and then just chucked the reptile tubes in. Um, yeah. Still rate pet, uh, pet packs ones. The, oh, yeah, the Ecotech fittings. Yeah. <laughs> but see, there, there's a difference as well. Yeah, get your pet right. Do put that, um, that blue film over the their T5 fittings just to protect the foil in transit and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I have seen plenty of customers that have not peeled it off though and then they put the T5 in there and then they sit it there for like months on end and then it cooks that blue film to the, <laughs> the foil. So, yeah, they do ruin their fittings if they don't read the instructions. Okay. So you're supposed to peel that off? I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quite yeah it comes off easily if you do it. <laughs> I always wonder about that. I'm like, surely if your tank's been blue for like a month, you should probably question that. I'm like, oh, this is a cool blue light. <laughs> Poor dragon's not getting any UV or whatever. But yeah. Notice my dragon's not shooting up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, so what else is on the cards for 
coming up. Obviously, trying to get these enclosures ready. Try to That's get the, the eggs out thing. of these girls. That's the main thing. So I might have some new geckos soon. Really? <laughs> oh, it's not responding to that message. <laughs> More yeah. calves? No. Are you going to say or are you going to hold on to that like you always do? Hold on to it like I always do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you after, though. Okay. Well, you're good. As long as I know. Better. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, other than that, man, just pretty much got a, we've got a few things in the pipeline that I'm yeah. just almost about to finish and pull the trigger on. Um, and then, yeah, finish these enclosures. A couple of things I want to get up and running pretty quick. So yeah. pretty soon finish these enclosures. Hopefully um, hopefully get some eggs out. I'm just keen to see some babies. Me too, man. I was thinking yeah. about what I'm trying to breed this year. Like I'm not um, trying to, but like if it does, it does. Um, yeah. yeah. But I don't get me wrong, I would love to get some chameleon geckos out this year, but if I don't, then I don't. But hopefully the um, cricket shortage doesn't cause me much grief. But yeah. Absolute worst case, I'm sure I can probably spare a few woodies here and there. Yeah. That's right, Tyson hasn't hasn't been around yet. I was waiting to finish these enclosures before I got Tyson around. My room's a bit of a mess at the moment. I've got crap everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got my little moss box behind me here with some plants (laughs) growing in it. and The moss has gone nuts, eh? Absolutely nuts. So my little stash that I've got that grows in the back corner of the yard's all rejuvenated again, so I'll just take a bit out of there and chuck it in there and good to go. Yeah. Well, I need to I need to start up some sort of stuff. I'm kind of like thinking about trying to propagate plants, like as in like arid plants in my garden yep. now. Um, just looking at like little things like ground covers and stuff like that to potentially do out there. Yeah. Actually, in saying that, I need to actually pull plants out of my helmeted gecko's tank because that's like probably 60% full of succulents now. <laughs> I was grown in, has it? Oh, yeah. Because I remember That's, I saw it a while ago when I first went there and it was, it was growing in pretty good. Yeah, at, at least half of it's covered with that plant now, at least. Yeah, right. So I need to pull some of that out. But, yeah, it's, it's doing pretty good. But, no, I want to I wanna um, see if I can do, like, some little, like, native flowers and stuff like that because I've got a few that are growing outside in, like, um, essentially just granite, like crushed granite, so there's not really much going on in there, but... I want to see if I can do that inside of some enclosures down the line. But I think with the monitors and that, the heat's just going to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. What's the temps like at the bottom of your enclosure for your monitors? Depends on the day. Yeah, I suppose. During the middle of summer, it's probably up there. Yeah, like middle of summer, some of this room will be 30 degrees. Yeah. 28, 28, 30. Yeah, this gets to about 28 in here. Mm. It's hot. And then you add a 100-watt infrared Heat emitter above it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I don't have that issue. So I just get that hot because it's a little small room with a metal yeah. roof. I mean, I've insulated the walls and the ceiling, but I've got the little air conditioner I chuck in here in summer as well. I actually bought a um, wire, a grid connect unit that you can turn your air conditioner on and off with. Yeah, right. Remotely. So 
the, the little air conditioner I've got just runs flat chat. Like you turn it on, whatever temp it's set at, that's what it runs at. Yeah, so it's right. like one of those ones, the freestanding ones you buy from um, Bunnings and stuff. So, I mean, I can just hook this up, turn it on with a grid connect, tell it to turn on, and it'll just turn on and just run at 16 degrees. But it doesn't yeah. cool the room down to 16 degrees. It cools it down to about 26, 24, which I'm happy with. Like That'll keep your stuff alive, though. Exactly. That's all I care about. Mm. So, yeah. So, I'll just set up automatically, like, if the temp's gone up to bloody 30 degrees to turn on and run until I get home. I think I'll be reasonably lucky this summer with the fact that my wife's going to be still off work for majority of it. Yeah. So she'll be home with the windows open or the aircon on or, or whatever. Yeah. Probably the aircon on with the little fella, I reckon. Yeah. Nothing worse. Most likely. Sweating up a storm. No. Nah. No. Nah. Put that up there. I found a nursery in St. Mary's where I could order native arid plants like, I can't even say that, ruby, saltbush, etc. Pertilaca? Pertilaca? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have some time. I want to have a crack at growing it in a beauty tank. Yeah, that'd be cool. I can usually get salt bushes and stuff from one down in um, Terry Hills. You can get a lot of like that sort of stuff there. Actually, I've got a type of salt bush growing outside. Um, yeah, I love the native plants, man. My garden's going absolutely nuts now. It's starting to throw out heaps of flowers and stuff out of like all the grevilleas and that. It's doing well. I'm excited about uh, spending my time now in the bush just looking at flowers and lizards as I go to work. I know that's yeah, that's pretty awesome. <clears throat> yeah. I um found a nice little yearling water dragon the other day. I think I sent you a picture. I think that was a while ago now. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just walking past to go turn a house off before we change the um, mains at the front. Just chilling. Yeah, moved him off the road like the driveway because we we're driving the truck up there. <clears throat> Chucked him back in a little waterway and he went off. Everything's starting to come out of it now, so it's good. These frogs are going absolutely mental now. You've you probably heard them at the start before we went on. Yeah. They're going nuts. So. Um, but, yeah, the frogs outside. i got parents going mental. I've got parents that are living in my spa. <laughs> Every time I take the cover off, I've got to take, like, four parents out just so they don't get squashed. Yeah. Put the lid back down there the next time. It's interesting, though, because the spa is 36 degrees, but they still sit under the cover. Yeah, maybe it's like the humidity or something from it that they're, oh. they're happy with that heat if it's if it's humid. Yeah, and like it, this, it is chlorinated, but I don't heavily chlorinate it. Like I only do it every yeah. couple of weeks. Like I test it. I don't want it to be too chlorinated, but I don't want to grow bacteria as well. But yeah, they they're in like they swim in the water and stuff as well. <laughs> it's pretty cool though. They're beautiful parents, like really yellow flanks and thighs on them as well. So they are a good frog. I reckon if I um if I get got out of the apartment here and got a uh, you know an actual property or whatever, I'd definitely be setting up some ponds to try to attract some frogs in. Yeah, well, that's the plan. Once I finish doing the stuff in the backyard, is to have like a pond there as well to get some. I mean, I've attracted frogs recently. Yeah. Compared to when I first moved here, like there was nothing here, but now I've got yeah a couple of different species kicking around. It's good. Do they ever get into like the turtle IBC? 
they get because I've got that lined with the plastic inside, there's a couple of folds over. They'll get <clears throat> into the folds at the top just near the water. Yeah. And then they'll, like, not in the water, but then they'll get out. But they, they're parents as well. Yeah. So I haven't got – I've got red eyes down the road, but I haven't actually seen any red, any red eyes here. Parents' soup. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it's just mainly parents at the moment and a couple of other um, striped marsh frogs and stuff like that, so – that's wicked. I don't hear much around here. I, I hear the crinias. Yeah. Mitch has had a f- frog pond for eight years, never seen a single frog. <laughs> Thanks, Kitchard. No, it's not Mitch. It's frillers. Oh, hopefully Kitchard hasn't reached your area. No. That'd be sad if it had. Are they still? Yeah, because they were dying off for a while, the frogs, weren't they? Is that still? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't really heard much more about, about it. No. Yeah. Tell you what I did find interesting. I saw a post today. I don't know what page it was on. I think it might have been a Northern Territory page that I'm part of um, where there was a green tree frog that had swallowed a blind snake and pooped it out whole. Wow. And it was like the blind snake was obviously dead, but the <laughs> the poor frog looks like he was like emaciated because he just had this blind snake binding him up forever. Oh. But, yeah, that was kind of crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Kai says that he, yeah, well, I did see that. that yeah, cane toads are making. I think it was, it was my area. I think Man Mandalong. Yeah. I think it was. Kai said he'd like to keep Chloros, although he'd imagine that their call would get annoying after a while. I actually didn't mind their call. It's all right when you got a couple of them. When there's heaps of them, like down the road, like I can hear them, and they're probably. Couple of hundred, oh, a k down the road, and I can hear them like a chorus when they're all going. It's oh, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but if you were to yeah. keep a, quite a few of them in your house, I could imagine it would be. Danny and I had six of them at the base of the bed for a number of years. Ooh, that, that's quite a few, and that was four males out of the six. <sighs> yeah, we survived though. They don't yeah. call all year round. No, no. They, they only call for like two or three months a year. Yeah, I haven't heard the ones down the road call yet. So they usually, like with all the rain we've had, they usually call, but it's not yeah. usually a bit, a bit towards the end of the year. But, um, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, I, if my mag starts calling, I'll be a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> You're hoping it's a female. I'm hoping it's a female. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm not very good with sexing frogs. Yeah, I, I neither am I. And same with the prickly forest kings. I'm not good at sexing them too. They're so small. <laughs> but by the looks of it, I think I might have a pair. So That's awesome though because that's another animal yeah. that it's be good to have in the hobby, even if you don't end yeah. up keeping them all. Yeah. yeah. Just well, once you can sure get into some hands. I'll put that up. So Kittredge is very species-specific. A really recent paper past few days has shown a Fleo's barred frog collapsed and is now recovered and is living with the fungus. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah, right. Is there any what's the what would the paper be, Mitch? That if people wanted to read it or where could they find it? Yeah. But that's yeah, that's actually really good to hear. <clears throat> I agree, Luke. Luke just said he loves hearing frogs and crickets in the night. Yeah, same. 
I love the sound of crickets and stuff, hey. Like even when frog. you had a thousand thousand in a box up there or whatever, or I have a frog croaking. Yeah, I love that. Except for there's that like when you've had that one bad night and you got that one cricket. Mm. Yeah, I had one of those nights last year where we had like one stray cricket that got underneath our bed. Yeah. And it was under my wife's side of the bed just chirping away. <laughs> she made me up think- at like four yeah. in the morning until I found it and killed it. <laughs> I think it's the fact that it annoys your missus, not you. So then you oh, get yeah. annoyed because oh. she's like, get up and find it. And you're trying to find a bloody cricket in the bedroom. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a kitchen that was destroying the Blue Mountains tree frog. I think it was destroying everything, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it had hammered the Blue Mountains guys. The, um, what are they? It's a trooper. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They're a nice frog. I don't know oh, yeah. how again. I was so tempted. I almost got some a while ago. I regret selling those. They're beautiful. You know, you know how you have like those list of animals that you regret selling or species that you regret selling. Yeah, those those are definitely up there in like the top five, I reckon, of animals that I regret selling. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, that's pretty interesting though about the um, barred frogs. Recovering yeah, and living with the fungus. That's really interesting. Hopefully, that's almost across the, the board with um, a lot of the frogs. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, fingers crossed, eh? Fingers crossed. Well, it's like everything. Hopefully hopefully, there's a chance that animals learn to adapt with it. It's like no different to how they learn to adapt with cane toads and stuff like that. It's just trying to figure things out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a bit bit different when it's a fungus that can be all through waterways and stuff like that with these guys. Yeah. And just be easily spread too by people's shoes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well. What do you reckon, mate? Hour and a half. That's a good one. Yeah, it's good. It's good having the live chat again. A couple of people having a chat with people. Actually, the chat was going off tonight. It was absolutely <laughs> it was going good. off. YouTube was, really... was um, we had no weird YouTube comments as well. <laughs> yeah, you... pretty lucky. We started getting like it was the last few times we've done lives. We got weird YouTube comments about oh, man. the one hour mark or something. Yeah, that's a just delete and block, delete and block, delete and block. Mm. Well, thank you so much for everyone that joined yeah. in for this chat. It's that's definitely good. made it. Uh, well worthwhile, so maybe we'll try to do a few more of these lives in the future, hey? Yeah, definitely. When definitely. we can. Depends on how our kids are, really, because if they're, if they're <laughs> up and down, it makes it a bit harder to kind of be reliable. Yeah. But, no, well. Alrighty, guys, we'd like to say a massive thank you to Eric and Owen and the rest of the MPI crew for having us. If you'd like to contact them, it's best to find them at moreliapythonradio.com and email them at info at moreliapythonradio.com. Make sure to follow the NPR network on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. As far as contacting us and our social media platforms, you can email us at australianherptoculture at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Make sure to check out more of our Teespring store for podcast merch. The link is on the Facebook page. To see more of what Jason is doing, make sure to follow him on Facebook and Instagram at The Gecko Effect. For myself, you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, Teespring, under Beaches, Scaly Beasts. We hope to have you back next week for another episode of the Australian Hoop to Culture Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night.